Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is June 10th, 2021. Uh, I'd like to welcome all the subscribers today. Uh, let's get to it. So first, let's take a look at today's cryptocurrency prices by market cap. Up first, we got number one at Bitcoin BTC. Today, we went up by 12% and it's $37,029. At number two, we got Ethereum up 5% at $2,581. And at number three, we got Tether USDT uh, just down just by 0.06%, but steady at $1. At number four, we got Binance Coin at BNB. $368.53, up 7.5%. And number five, Cardano, ADA, and we got it at $1.61, at, up at 5.12%. Then we got Dogecoin, Dogecoin at $0.33, cents, up 6.33%. Rounding out at number seven, XRP, uh, at $0.90, cents, up 6.3% for the day. Number eight, USD coin, $1, and just down by 0.03%, pretty minuscule. Number nine, Polkadot at $23.11, up 10.33%. And rounding out at number 10, Uniswap at $24.83 at 8.33%. So today we got five articles I'd like to take a look and share with you. So up first we got is peer-to-peer in blockchain and how it works. So if you don't know about blockchain, we'll take a look at how it works. And before we delve into the topic at hand, it is prudent to understand the definition, what peer-to-peer network is before looking into how it works in systems. So here we have five things up. Number one is what is peer-to-peer, P2P? You probably heard about it in computer science. The definition of P2P, also known as a peer-to-peer network, is a decentralized network that compromises a group of devices, users, connected together to share and store information with each other. Each node of device acts as an individual server. This means peer-to-peer communication is done in this network without any central server or administration meaning all users are regarded in equal power and can perform identical tasks. So in fintech technology, in blockchain technology, the definition of P2P usually refers to exchanging virtual assets or cryptocurrencies through a distributed network. In such a P2P network, buyers and sellers implement transactions without the need for go-betweens. There are cases where certain websites avail a P2P environment that connects borrowers and lenders. P2P internet connections can be ideal for various tasks, but they become prevalent in the mid-1990s when the first file sharing program was created. Some of the regularly used file sharing platforms include Nutella and Napster. At present, P2P platforms are at the foundation of most virtual currencies, making up a significant percentage of the blockchain industry. A peer network is not confined to blockchain technology. They are also being incorporated into other distributed computing applications, such as streaming platforms, interplanetary file systems, IPFS, web protocol, web search engines, and online marketplaces. So question is, is P2P illegal? 
Well, the legality of P2P depends on the definition and which term you are referring to. If you are inquiring about pay to play, there are no concrete laws to regulate the online practice. However, specific states in the United States have laid down policies to govern the adult industry, corporating P2P. On the other hand, sharing information, music, media, and work through a P2P network such as Napster and Nutella are considered legal only if you are the copyright owner. However, in any activity done on a file sharing network or music sharing application is termed illegal if you share or download copyrighted works without the publisher's consent. So is you Uber a peer-to-peer? -peer? Well, over the past few years, several firms such as Uber, Airbnb, and Lyft have found success utilizing peer-to-peer -peer sharing systems. In return, the sharing economy continues to witness a drastic increase in popularity. At present, Investopedia predicts peer-to-peer -peer service providers are growing to drive much of the sharing economy. With analysts projecting a market size of about 330 billion US dollars before 2025. Since the service relies on internet connection, new internet service providers continue to emerge. So the next question is, how do peer-to-peer -peer networks work? One peer network is essentially managed by a host of users who are connected together through a distributed network, usually P2P. Networking does not assume a central model or have an administrator. Each user holds a copy of the files acting both as a server and as a client. Therefore, each user can upload files to other computers and download files to them. This is the main attribute that makes P2P internet connections stand out from other conventional client-server networks. In conventional client-server networks, peers download files and documents from a centralized server. On the other hand, a P2P network shares files and documents stored on their computer system. This is made possible with the assistance of software applications tailor-made to act as intermediaries between users connected over the internet. Once users download a specific document, they are given the privilege to act as an administrator of that document. Put in another way, when a computer acts as a client, they can only download files from other client computer systems. But when a computer has a particular file of interest, they become the source and work as a server from which other computer systems download the file. In essence, both functions of uploading and downloading can be implemented at the same time. And since every client computer stores, receive and transmit files, peer-to-peer -peer networks tend to be more efficient and faster as their user base grows larger. Additionally, peer-to-peer internet connections tend to be more resistant to cybercrime and attacks thanks to their distributed network architecture. Unlike conventional systems, peer P2P does not have a distinct point of failure. At present, there are three main types of peer-to-peer -peer systems that are categorized according to their architecture. They are hybrid P2P, structured, and unstructured internet connections. So moving on to hybrid P2P networks. Hybrid peer-to-peer -peer computers brings together some aspects of peer network with the traditional client-server model. When compared to the structured and unstructured models, 
hybrid computers tend to offer an overall improved performance. This is because it combines the advantages of structured and unstructured platforms to provide and archive significant degrees of competence and decentralization concurrently. Structured P2P networks. Adjacently, a structured peer-to-peer -peer system offers an organized architecture that allows peers to search for files in the network efficiently, even when the content is not widely available. More often than not, this is achieved by optimizing the hash function that enhances database lookups. Although these computers offer more efficiency in their operations, they tend to ask for higher maintenance and setup costs while providing higher centralization levels. Apart from that, structured systems are less productive when faced with higher rates of churn. And the last one is unstructured P2P networks. As the name suggests, an unstructured P2P model does not operate in any specific organization. The users communicate randomly with one another without following any laid down procedure. Unstructured P2P systems are considered reliable against high churn activity. While they are easy to set up, unstructured P2P systems and computers tend to require higher memory usage and CPU power. Given that search queries are dispatched out to the highest number of hard disks possible, this action tends to flood the system with requests, especially if a small number of hard disks offer the desired response. So the role of peer-to-peer -peer in blockchain, in the infancy stages of the leading cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto described it as a P2P electronic cash system. Using blockchain technology, Bitcoin can be transferred from one person to another through a P2P network. A peer-to-peer -peer service is a decentralized platform whereby two individuals interact directly with each other without intermediation by a third party. The role of blockchain technology is to act as a distributed ledger. The peer-to-peer -peer architecture of blockchain allows all crypto cryptocurrencies to be transferred worldwide without the need of any middleman or intermediaries or central server. Therefore, there are no record keeping or bank processing operations in the Bitcoin network. Alternatively, Blockchain P2P software acts as a virtual ledger that openly records all Bitcoin activities. Each user's hard drive holds a copy of the blockchain and verifies it with a peer's hard drive to ensure the information is accurate. In case of any inaccuracies or malicious activity, the network quickly rejects the transaction. Any user can convert their computer networks to be a Bitcoin validator if they wish to get involved in the process of validating and verifying transactions. So how a blockchain works, let's take a look at the diagram here. At number one, A wants to send money to B, very simple. At number two, the transaction is represented online as a block. Step three, the block is broadcast to every party in the network. Step four, those in the network approve the transaction is valid. Step five, the block then can be added to the chain, which provides as an inedible and transparent record of transactions. Six, last, the money moves from A to B. So 
the role of computer systems in P2P networks. As you already know by now, P2P stands for peer-to-peer. -peer. And in P2P software, computer systems are regarded as peers and are interconnected to each other through the internet. On a P2P software, music, games, and documents can be shared directly between computer systems without a central server's need. In other words, each computing device on the peer-to-peer -peer network becomes a standalone file server while maintaining its client status. What are P2P payments? Peer-to-peer -peer payment services allow internet users to use their credit or debit card bank account to pay family or friends from their phones or computers. Also known as money transfer apps or P2P payments, peer-to-peer -peer payment platforms such as PayPal, Venmo, Cash App allows users to send and receive money from their handheld devices through a linked bank account or a card. P2P payment systems come in handy when splitting the bill among family and friends. So which P2P payment should you use? In this day and age, paying a bill for your family and close friends should be an easy task. Making payments by computer or mobile phone was first commercialized by PayPal, Venmo, and Google. It is such P2P applications such as these that are revolutionizing how money transfer works. At present, P2P applications have been incorporated by almost all credit unions, financial institutions, banks, and powerful social media platforms. When it comes to which is the best P2P platform software you should use, it comes down to which program your family and friends already use. Having the same app as they make the exchange of money more convenient. Are P2P networks safe for payments? Most of the leading P2P payment service providers shield or encrypt your financial information to ensure your transactions are safe. However, there have been cases of hacks and scams on some applications. So how much and how fast are P2P payments? When using a peer-to-peer -peer payment program, it is essential to keep these things in mind. Be careful with the data entry. In the event you mistype a receiver's name, phone number, or email address, be informed the money will go to the wrong person and you will not be able to retrieve your monies. Always double check with each other before initiating a transaction. Transactions take time. Although you might get a transaction notification immediately, you might have to wait two or three business days to get the money. Some service providers are faster than others. You might incur a charge. You generally implement a P2P payment from a P2P account or a linked bank account for free. However, some service providers charge a fee ranging from 2% to 3%. So what are the advantages of P2P architecture in blockchain? Well, the many benefits associated with the peer-to-peer -peer model used in blockchain are endless. According to user experience, the most significant benefits is that peer-to-peer -peer networks offer superiority, uh, superior security than conventional client-server systems. Unlike other networks, peer-to-peer -peer networks associated with the blockchain technology are practically immune to the denial of service DOS attacks. Also, since most client hard drives are required to establish consensus with each other before a transaction is implemented, it is imp almost impossible to alter the original file. 
Apart from security, user-to-user -user blockchain architecture also renders user immune to censorship by a central governing body. Unlike bank accounts, virtual currency wallets cannot be drained or frozen by banks or governments. So the limitations of P2P networks on blockchain. The use of peer-to-peer -peer networks on blockchain also comes with its fair share of limitations. Considering it is the norm for distributed ledgers to be updated on every computer instead of a central server, massive CPU power is indeed needed to implement transactions on a blockchain network. While it offers increased security, reduced inefficiency is one of the main limitations of this technology. Another hurdle we would like to shed light on is the hard fork events. Even though blockchain and cryptocurrency are secure, they are not 100% safe. This means they are liable to hacking and other attacks that can modify them. In simpler terms, the hard fork event means anyone can duplicate the primary file, modifying it according to their specifications and create a new parallel network chain. Despite the limitations, blockchain developers and operating system experts are still looking for ways to remove these barriers to make blockchain technology and cryptocurrency 100% safe and secure. So in conclusion, we cannot deny that the P2P architecture is here with us. After all, it supports one of the most outstanding technologies of our time, blockchain technology. Although P2P architecture can empower many other technologies such as energy trading platforms and file sharing networks, it is still currently being used to offer blockchain and cryptocurrency solutions. P2P networking offer better decentralization, freedom, security, and immutability when paired with blockchain technology. So what are your thoughts about P2P systems and their role in cryptocurrency and blockchain technology? Why don't you comment below and share what you think about it? So let's move on to article number two. Here it says, if you're going to buy cryptocurrency, this coin should be your first buy. While newer coins may garner lots of headlines, don't ignore the original cryptocurrency, which is becoming widely adopted by institutions. Let's take a look. The cryptocurrency space has been abuzz in recent months, with prices spiking to begin the year and then dropping sharply New coins consistently coming to the market and heightened speculation about digital currencies potentially replacing traditional banking services and card networks. While cryptocurrency presents interesting opportunities and potentially huge upside, there are also big risks. Cryptocurrencies could become a new kind of financial platform and as an alternative to fiat currencies, but unlike stocks of businesses, cryptos don't produce anything. So while a stock's intrinsic value can be thought of as a present value of all future cash flows, any sort of intrinsic value for cryptocurrency is more nebulous. It will be basically be worth what the supply and demand in the market dictates that it's worth, which could be a lot or nothing. For all those reasons, if you are willing to take the plunge into cryptocurrencies, don't bet any more than you can afford to lose. But if you're going to speculate, one coin should definitely be at the top of your buy list. Bitcoin. 
the OG of cryptocurrency is still the safest bet. Since cryptocurrencies are relatively new, a basket approach may be best, but I definitely think the first and largest holding in any crypto basket should be Bitcoin. Why Bitcoin? Well, for the same reason Amazon.com became a dominant internet company, while many other potential competitors fell by the wayside. Bitcoin is a first mover. A first mover has tremendous competitive advantage in any industry in which there are powerful network effects. A network effect is when a platform becomes more valuable as more people use it. Think of the leading social networks or Amazon e-commerce marketplace. Sellers want to go where the buyers are. Buyers want access to the site with the best selection and lower prices. By getting an early lead, Amazon has become a dominant force in e-commerce. Facebook continues to dominate the social media in a similar way because of this first mover status and terrific execution. If cryptocurrencies are going to be worth anything in the future, it will take a critical mass of people and institutions believing a certain crypto platform has worth, either as a medium of exchange or as a store of value. In this regard, Bitcoin is far, far out in front of other coins. Companies, banks, and even governments are buying into Bitcoin. Bitcoin greatly increased in value in the beginning of this year as a critical mass of companies, governments, institutional investors began to allocate a significant amount of capital to Bitcoin. Fintech firm Square bought some Bitcoin back in October 2020 and again in February. Tesla bought Bitcoin with its own corporate cash back in February to much media buzz, and it initially said it would accept Bitcoin payments only to reverse course in May because of Bitcoin's energy footprint. Perhaps the biggest Bitcoin enthusiast among corporations is MicroStrategy, which not only began buying Bitcoin last August, but has borrowed hundreds of millions in high-yield debt to buy even more just in recent days. Also in the first quarter, large US bank Morgan Stanley became the first large US bank to allow access to funds that trade Bitcoin. Last month, Goldman Sachs published a paper officially naming Bitcoin as an investable asset class, reversing its prior position while also setting up a cryptocurrency trading desk. Even BNY Mellon, the nation's oldest bank said it would begin financing Bitcoin and other digital currencies sometime this year. Finally, at a conference this past weekend, President Nayib Bukele of El Salvador said he would be introducing a bill to the country's legislator to make Bitcoin a legal tender in El Salvador, which would make El Salvador the first country to take that step. Bukele also said the country was partnering with Strike a crypto digital wallet company to build the company's digital currency infrastructure. Needless to say, Bitcoin appears to be the first digital asset that these institutions are recognizing as a viable asset or currency. While there could be more cryptocurrencies that make it to this level of adoption, it's clear that Bitcoin has a pretty big early lead. Jack Dorsey is all in on Bitcoin. Speaking of Square, its founder and CEO, Jack Dorsey, is a dedicated Bitcoin evangelist. To exclusion of other digital currencies, 
Just this month, Dorsey said Square was considering making a hardware Bitcoin wallet and that if he thought the Bitcoin ecosystem needed him, Dorsey would leave Square and Twitter to work on Bitcoin. That's because Dorsey sees Bitcoin as becoming the native currency of the internet and a way of people in developing countries to protect against their home currency's potential devaluation. That's why we don't deal with any other currencies or coins, because we're so focused on making Bitcoin the native currency for the internet, Dorsey said. The wind is at Bitcoin's back. While many investors and commentators like to highlight some of the innovative properties of new types of Bitcoins, Bitcoin's architecture is fairly innovative too, and also has a robust developer community around it. For instance, Bitcoin developers recently developed Sovereign, a decentralized finance DeFi application based on the Bitcoin sidechain RSK. DeFi had been thought by many to be the exclusive realm of Bitcoin competitor, Ethereum. But the Bitcoin blockchain ecosystem appears to be flexible enough to also house DeFi applications as well. With a flexible platform, a big first mover advantage, and a critical mass of institutions and entrepreneurs like Dorsey getting exclusively behind it, Bitcoin should definitely be the novice's first crypto purchase. And it should probably be the largest allocation among any crypto basket you're looking to purchase. Let's move on to the next one. Coinbase to clients. Don't flaunt your crypto wealth. So Coinbase, Coinbase's uh, security team have observed cyber criminals getting even more creative and persistent in their attempts to steal assets. Here, we can take a look that Coinbase on Wednesday offered clients tips on how to secure their accounts, including resisting the urge to flaunt their crypto wealth. Don't brag about your cryptocurrency holdings online, just like you wouldn't advertise inheriting $50 million, Matt Muller, the company's head of security operations, said in a big blog post. Muller offered other pieces of advice, such as using a passport manager and two-factor authentication systems. I think for a passport password manager, he said that it, as a crypto trading becomes increasingly mainstream, Coinbase's security team have observed cyber criminals getting even more creative and persistent in their attempts to steal assets. On Monday, the Justice Department announced that it recovered $2.3 million in Bitcoin ransom paid to Darkside, the criminal group that hacked Colonial Pipeline last month. So yeah. Let that be a lesson to all of you. Remember, use a password manager and two-factor authentication. Which comes down to next one. What is the difference between hot wallets versus cold wallets? And what's the best way to secure your cryptocurrency? So cryptocurrencies are valuable and you need to learn how to protect your holdings. Safe cryptocurrency storage is an extremely important consideration for traders and investors of all skill levels. According to cryptocurrency firm Chain Analysis, an estimated 20% of all Bitcoin in circulation has been lost forever. Stories of misplaced, lost, forgotten, and even stolen wallets are commonplace in the cryptocurrency community, with losses ranging from a few dollars to upwards of $200 million. To that end, let's delve into the topic of cryptocurrency storage 
as well as two of the most common terms in the storage ecosystem, hot and cold wallets. So what is a cryptocurrency wallet anyway? If you had any experience with cryptocurrencies in the past, you may have heard wallets described as a piece of software that holds your digital tokens somewhat unintuitively. However, this is far from the truth. Not only do cryptocurrencies wallets not store your cryptocurrency on a local device, but they do not even have to be digital or software based. Cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum are based on blockchain technology, which is just an elegant description for a ledger or book of accounts. This means that the words coins or tokens are little more than abstract abstractions used to make cryptocurrency seem more friendly to the end user. At the most fundamental level, these networks simply maintain a log of transactions, which in turn allows everyone to know how many units of the currency are currently in their possession and spendable. Ledgers by themselves are nothing new. Of course, they have been around for centuries as a means of accounting for trade between individuals. However, Bitcoin was the first ever digital ledger that introduced the concept of trustlessness. This property means that you no longer have to trust the ledger's owner or maintainer to keep track of the amount of money you own. Instead, the network as a whole ensures that transactions are legitimate and accounted for at all times. So what does this have to do with cryptocurrency wallets? Quite a bit. Instead of serving a means of storing tokens, a wallet's actual role is to authenticate your presence on the blockchain network. Every wallet comes with a set of public and private keys. To receive cryptocurrency, you give the world your public key. Then, once the network has recorded a positive balance to your name, the wallet's secret and private key can be used to initiate a new transaction. Then it's sufficient to say that your wallet's private key is the only thing keeping a malicious actor from accessing or siphoning your crypto wallet. This is why various techniques for safe private key storage exist. Generally, however, they can be broken down into one of two categories, hot wallets and cold wallets. So hot versus cold wallets, convenience or security. The primary differentiating factor between these two wallets types of wallets is simply that hot wallets reside on a perpetually connected device to the internet, while cold wallets live permanently offline. Hot wallets are convenient. Take a typical desktop Bitcoin wallet, such as Electrum, for example. When you download the software and run it for the first time, the program will automatically generate a set of private and public keys for you. The wallet file is then stored somewhere on your local hard drive, allowing you to access it in the future. Leaving your wallet on your primary computer, however, is extremely risky. Imagine a scenario where you either accidentally download malware or lose physical access to your machine. In both cases, a prospective attacker only needs to copy a single file from your computer to access your entire cryptocurrency balance. While most wallets these days, Electrum included, offer robust security mechanisms ranging from hardened encryption to multi-signature functionality, there is no hiding from the fact that a single exploit can compromise your crypto. The same is true for mobile wallets, which are even more vulnerable to loss and theft. Having said that, 
though both Android and iOS use sandboxes to safeguard app data. This means that the chances of malware reading your private key are lower on smartphones than on a desktop. Cold wallets are secure. If you're looking for maximum security, cold wallets are specifically designed to be isolated from the outside world, both physically and electronically. The simplest cold wallet involves writing down your private key on a piece of paper and deleting all electronic data related to it. Since keys are often long and complicated, Bitcoin implemented a system that converts your key into 12 or 24 English words known as a seed. As long as you remember or write down the words in the correct order, your wallet can be restored and accessed. From there, you can create multiple copies of your keys and store them in secure locations that only you can access. Naturally, your wallet can also be protected by an additional password just in case. So hardware wallets, a happy middle ground, right? While hot wallets are vulnerable because of a persistent internet connection, Cold wallets are inconvenient because they offer no mechanism to transfer your funds. To remedy this dilemma, the cryptocurrency industry came up with hardware wallets, specialized electronic devices designed to store your private keys and ensure only you can initiate a transaction. Most hardware wallets resemble a USB flash drive. To set one up, you typically use a companion program or app and create a new set of keys. These keys can only be accessed by connecting the hardware wallet to a laptop or smartphone. In other words, the private key is never logged, copied, or transferred to the computer, ensuring total isolation from the network. These hardware devices function almost identically to paper wallet in terms of security. The only way for someone to access your cryptocurrency is to steal the device and access its onboard storage. Still, all hardware wallets include a small, insignificant chance of being exploited via their software interface. Despite how bulletproof the underlying engineering likely is, after all, nothing is unhackable. So, the practical solution, the best course of action for any serious cryptocurrency user is to split their holdings between hot and cold wallets. If you tend to transact frequently, a hot wallet may be a better option for your most of your wealth. On the other hand, if you're looking to hold your currencies for a while, a cold storage solution may work out better. You can even make your own hardware wallet using a Raspberry Pi if you're so inclined. Whichever option you choose, remember to write down your private key or mnemonic phrase to ensure you aren't locked out of your wallet several years later. And let's look at our last article for the day. And the article is called Bitcoin Domino Effect. Arms race for nations to adopt BTC is on. So you may have heard, in retrospect, it seemed inevitable that the poorest regions on earth would be amongst the first to embrace Bitcoin. After El Salvador announced its intention to give BTC legal tender status, Many politicians from Latin America and other parts of the world have shown their support and intentions to implement pro-Bitcoin politics. Paraguay, Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, and most recently, the Kingdom of Tonga is the latest laser eye into the BTC adoption. As El Salvador, most of these countries have weak currencies, relied on remittances, or looking to attract new capital for their local economies. 
one of Tonga's representatives said, BTC adoption, it will make it easier for people to send money home. This will generate jobs and help provide financial inclusion to thousands outside the formal economy. So how much time will pass until other countries do the math? The lay Bitcoin has been approved by El Salvador's Congress and will be put into effect in the coming months. The government appears to have an aggressive strategy to enforce the law. It will offer support, funds, and the option to use a national wallet to accept BTC as payment. The crypto community has celebrated the law, and besides the econo economic and social benefits, the national government of El Salvador has been praised for its initiative. If it lives to its expectations, the country could be one of the most economic and financial hubs for the next decade. How long until other countries do the math? Adam Beck on Twitter said, congratulations, El Salvador and President Nayib Bukele, Bitcoin standard. So the Bitcoin law has been approved by a supermajority in the Salvadoran Congress, 62 out of 84 votes. History, hashtag BTC. So we can see that most of the time, a lot of other countries are probably going to follow suit. So Bitcoin mining with volcanoes and other incentives in El Salvador. Bitcoin politicians rarely make decisions without a calculated benefit. For El Salvador, there are two important reasons behind their Bitcoin law. It's cheaper to send remittances with a second layer of scaling solution, Lightning Network. Citizens will save billions of dollars every year by removing third-party intervention. In addition, crypto entrepreneurs will find the country more attractive. This was clearly expressed by Bukalele in a recent interview. One of the local government's objectives is to attract foreign capital. To achieve this goal, they seem to be willing to face the consequences and reaction from the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and their allies, the U.S. included. Bukele has already revealed benefits for crypto investors permanent citizenship, no taxes on properties, no taxes on Bitcoin revenues since a cryptocurrency is a legal tender. Many in the crypto community are dusting their Spanish dictionaries and seem serious about moving to the Central American country. Justin Sun, the founder of Tron, was the first to announce that a new office for the Tron Foundation will be set up in El Salvador. Muchas gracias. So we can see Tron will go into El Salvador to set up shop. As miners start to look for places to set up their operations, El Salvador also announced a program to utilize their excess geothermal energy to mining the cryptocurrency. With the aforementioned benefits, this sector could find high incentives to look into the country as a viable host for its operations. Nayib Bukele also said on Twitter, I've just instructed the president of LAGOSV, our state-owned geothermal electronic company, to put a plan to offer facilities for Bitcoin mining with very cheap, 100% clean, 100% renewable, zero emissions energy from our volcanoes. This is going to evolve fast. So many must remember that line from the movie Margin Call. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. 
with Bitcoin, the latter seems unfeasible. So the first and second are almost a necessity in a world turning digital at a faster pace. El Salvador was first, but certainly won't be the last country to fully adopt BTC into its treasury. Its financial system and its model, the first countries through the wall of innovation will find obstacles, but unlike many political decisions, adopting Bitcoin will benefit the people by providing them with an open, decentralized, and censorship resistance asset. At the time of writing, BTC trades at $36,174, with sideways movement in the one-hour chart and a 9.1% profit in the daily chart. So speaking of the prices of cryptocurrency, let's sum up this daily take with, again, our top 10. So at number one, BTC is at $37,000, up 13%. Ethereum at $2,500, up 5.5%. Tether at number three, at $1. Binance Coin at number four, at $369, up about 9.7%. Cardano at number five with $1.60, up 6.8%. Dogecoin at number six, 33 cents and 7.99% up in the past 24 hours. XRP at number seven at 90 cents, up 6.9%. And number eight, USD coin, $1 down 0.06%. Polkadot at number nine at $24, up 15.8%. And rounding out at number 10, Unisop, $24.81, up 9.9%. So there we have it, uh, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, my channel is just starting out, so I'd love all of you just to give me some support. And I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one and take care. Thank you.